I had a shot. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me paint the picture for you, hun. Use all the colors you need. So I'm with Pickle Bean. Rainbow comes over and goes, Rose, 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 what? Okay, there's a guy. I didn't recognize him, but he was standing behind me in line. He has a signature red leather jacket and has the face. I'm like, face of what? Face. Matt Pat. Mm -hmm. I look over, I'm like, what? Where? So he's walking away towards his car. Yeah, I stand leaving up. the good berries. He's leaving good berries. He's got his fucking good berries. He's got what he needs. Him and his companions are leaving. I stand up. I cup my hands around my mouth and I scream at the top of my lungs, Matt! Still standing. I didn't sit back down. This man stops, turns. We make awkward eye contact for literally uh. a minute because he's like, what the fuck? Does this crazy bitch watch? He's probably always, like, he's probably thinking knew. like, do I know her? Like, yeah, I always knew you were a fangirl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would not have had the balls to do this if I wasn't drunk, okay? Mm -hmm. So he turns, I'm still standing. I'm waiting for him to say something. He doesn't say anything. He gets in his car yep. and drives away. I look to Rainbow. I look to Picklebee and I'm like, oh shit. They're like, Rose, that was Matt Pat. I just screamed at Matt Pat. So for the rest of the time, we're yeah. at Goodberries. I'm just really... You just, you just screamed at the game theorist. <laughs> I did. Do you think, like, he's ever going to have, like, a tour, like, a meet and greet around here? And you can actually be like, hey, remember me from... You remember that crazy chick who yelled at you at Goodberries? Rose Nightingale. How you doing? <laughs> Rose Nightingale. Sorry about that. There is a time and place for everything. That was neither the time nor the place. In my defense, I was pretty sloshed. <laughs> I was pretty sloshed. I was celebrating, like, leaving the bar, getting a new job. I just think it's adorable that even Drunky wants to, like, ah! like, it's, it's so adorable. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, we just had pizza. I just always think, like, I hate when people, like, randomly come up and talk to me. And, like, I can't even imagine... Being screamed at being by Being famous <laughs> at all. Oh, Lord. Actually, when I'm drunk, though, and if you come up and talk to me, I'm like, hell yeah, let's talk about our childhood traumas. Fuck yeah. Any other time of the day, I don't want you to talk to me. Nah. No, if Rainbow did that and I was, like, stone cold sober or maybe had, like, a drink in me, I would just watch him drive away. Mm -hmm. Forever wondering. Was you would instead just yell, get out. No, I would have just been like, I would have been like, To be huh. fair, like, you were questioning whether or not it was him. Even because he just, like, like turned his head when you yelled at him in his direction. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's him. He had the face and the jacket, Jess. No, I know. Yes, his iconic face and jacket. Yeah, the face. Also the hair. I forgot to mention, he has, like, spiked up hair sometimes. This guy kind of sounds like a douche. <laughs> Am I wrong? That's just a theory. A game theory. Yeah. Or a podcast theory. Or a guy yeah. theory fan. A theory theory? Uh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. We can make that a new segment. Anyways, but, welcome uh, to yeah. One Frame Off, y'all. Shalom. Yeah. Hello. I'm Brody, the I'm, Jewish one. Yeah, Brody's Jewish. My name's Jess. Not Jewish. <laughs> not Definitely not anything. <laughs> My name's Rose. Goy. You know Mazel what that is. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. That's another word. That's one. That's one I know. That's one yeah. we all know. Mazel Tov. 
If you're listening to this on the day of it coming out, it's Easter Sunday, but we're not really focusing on that. I want to bet, and now we're doing Passover Fuck this Easter. year. Fuck Easter. Fuck <laughs> Easter. Yeah. I will say. Where'd those eggs come from? Except for Cadbury Robin eggs. They're amazing. Oh my God, they are. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, werewolf Jesus, because it's a full moon on Easter. What are you going on about? No, I'm, I'm thinking serious. of werewolf bar, mit- bar mitzvah. Spookies. Yeah. Boys yeah. becoming men. Men becoming wolves. <laughs> That's fucking Halloween it is song gonna, ever. It's going to be a full moon. That's all I'm going yeah. for. But yeah, happy Passover. And anyone wondering what the Passover? Tell us. It's What's the most Passover, sacred, buddy? It is a Jewish holiday, most sacred to us. Basically, it's us in recognition of the story of the Egyptians. Basically, as everyone knows, that they were enslaved, and then Moses came along, being like, "Yo, let my people go." We've also we outie. Yeah. <laughs> I have not actually. Why? We really should. It's a great movie. I heard it's honest, it, yeah, it's honestly really good. I heard it's very well it's worth animated. Watching. Anyways, he's out. I'm taking the Jews out of here. Splits up the ocean. We out. You out? We out. And that's just like an old tradition. And it's the basis of every other Jewish holiday that's ever existed, which is people have wanted to kill us. People have <laughs> wanted to put us down. But we're still fucking alive. So let's get everyone together and eat and drink until midnight. Oh, Brody. Love it. I love that's it. the history. Midnight too. That is history. That is indeed your history. And so how do you celebrate Passover? You celebrate Passover, big meal. Like, huge meal. You get the brisket. You get the coconut macaroons. Those are the two other ones. You can really do whatever else you want. But unless you got the brisket and the coconut macaroons, it ain't a real Passover. And traditionally, uh, Passover starts at 6 o'clock or whatever dinner time is for you and goes well until like 2 a.m. The whole time just eating and drinking really? and telling the Passover story. What do you drink? Wine. Liquor. Yeah. Well, How many times can you tell the story? Once a year. And then the tradition deems that like it's always the youngest person who says a story. So you get like oh, a cute. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, especially you when you're the, the youngest cute, sibling. the abridged version. Uh, yeah, at least they're quick though. Yeah. We would always bring in non-Jewish families for us. Maybe they would always have like the super young person so it's like all right it's it's their responsibility this year we can just <laughs> we're shit-faced yeah we're, we'll do whatever we want we'll have the little kid learn about jews this year okay that's the basis of it and we're celebrating it today by talking about some of our favorite jewish represented shows and some people and i might quiz y'all on a little bit Woo! let's yeah. go yeah all right so basically if you were to ask me what show nowadays kind of embodies like the idea of the Jewish identity, I would clearly point to Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I just finished up season four and it's amazing. And I watched episode one of the first season and I'm already hooked. Oh my god, it only gets better. Oh yeah. What a great pilot though. It is it a good is pilot. It is a good pilot. Um I've only seen the first two seasons. Not that I don't think it's wonderful. I just um, it's so a lot. It, I, it's, a, it's a lot to keep up with for it's me. It's one of those shows that actually is a lot. Like every episode's like a movie's worth of information, information yeah, in one it, hour. And it, it's a lot to process. But I'm not saying I won't ever finish it. Just mm-hmm. not going to do it right but now. I will say it's just like one of those things that like once it gets you, like it gets you. It gets you. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I finished the whole first season in one night, yeah. I think. I couldn't stop. 
<laughs> you know, my favorite thing is with it is like whenever I talk to someone and they say, yeah, I just didn't get it. I don't know why I didn't get it. Something uh, about the people and something about the way they do. I just didn't get it. You're not Jewish. No. Everyone who has the loud, annoying Jewish family knows exactly what this is. Everyone who's been in New York City knows what this is. Oh, yeah. Anyone who knows anything about the 50s knows what this is. Or stand-up comedy. Or stand-up comedy. Yeah. For a lot of people, that all just kind of goes hand in hand. Can we talk about her first, like, performance? Her first performance is fun. I think, like, it's funny how she kind of fell into it. Because, like, her whole shtick is that, like, she's super type A and she's watching, she's recording her husband do everything. And then she actually does it and she's good. It's probably worth it. She writes jokes for him. Yeah. Yeah, It's probably worth it if I just go through a real recap of everything that happens in the first episode. Sure. Yeah, for those that aren't familiar. Mm -hmm. For those who actually want to get into it and... This is the vetting process for you. No spoilers. The show has been out for how long? Uh, a I, long at time. least oh, five years. This is only it, episode yeah. one. Come on. It's been out for a hot We minute, can't guys. go through the whole thing. It's a very complicated show. So the yeah. first episode starts with the wedding of Midge and Joel, the Maisel family now. Aww. Yeah. Midge is out there making a big wedding speech and sh- spilling out exposition of her life. Grace Kelly dress on, mm-hmm. overly decorated. You immediately get the feeling that she's a she. She gets shit done, you know. She's a planner. She's a doer. She she's your woman. She's a ball buster. Yeah, man. She'll get shit done. But the one you need. It's the late nineteen fifties. Everything is going very well. They're getting ready for a Yom Kippur dinner. Okay. And they got the rabbi. Yep. (laughs) The rabbi's coming in. Coming to dinner. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a. I mean, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. I believe they spend. Take, I'm sorry to interrupt, but they take multiple trips to the butcher to get the correct cut of meat for oh, yeah. the rabbi. Got to get it perfect for the rabbi. Yeah. Having the rabbi is like the ultimate like social symbol in the Jewish community. It's like they want to eat your food. Yep. That means something. Yeah. Uh, they got the rabbi. They're going to Yom Kippur. Before they do that, they go to the Gaslight Theater to watch Joel try out stand-up comedy. He wants to be a comic, but oh, God. he seems to usually borrow a lot of jokes. Uh, I forget who it was, but the joke about him, like, being the marketer for Abraham Lincoln, that was stolen from a radio guy. Yeah, he stole his jokes from, I think, like, not even, like, a radio guy. It was, like, a famous comedian. Mm-hmm. And um, he got found out, like, relatively quickly. Yeah. And, uh, Susie, the person who runs the Gaslight, yeah, the Alex best Forstein. character, immediately f- finds out. And tells uh, Midge about it, and Midge is just, like, horrified. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't how to like, and like, I get why she is so upset because it's like, if he's going to do this, like what else? Like, you know, I don't know this man anymore. Plus, like (laughs) you said, like she's been taking notes of everyone's laughs, like going through every word that he uses. Well, she writes jokes for him too. Yeah, she writes jokes. She actually writes the jokes. It's a collaborative effort between the two of them. It's like their thing. But she's putting in the work. It's like a group project. She's putting in the work and he's He's doing doing the presentation. She, everything she does in her life is to support him. Even, even, uh, there's multiple great scenes of this. I don't, I think even in the pilot, but like Midge gets up like two or three hours before Joel even gets up to put on her makeup and do her hair because he's never seen her without her makeup or her hair done Mm -hmm. ever. The nightly routine is they both go to sleep. She gets up, puts in the curlers and the creams, Yep. sets an alarm for like two minutes before his alarm. 
takes all that out and goes right back to bed. Yep. Oh my god. And she also measures her body. I don't think daily, but at least weekly. Oh no, no, I think it's every day. Every day she takes a tape measure and takes her body measurements. Mm Mm-hmm. Like uh, the she big conversation between trim and yeah. slim for her. The husband. big conversation between her and her mother is just like exercises and f- cutting down fat, and they talk about how the baby has too big of a forehead. Yep. Very nineteen fifties surgery. Women. Yeah. It's also something that I should I would really be remiss if I didn't mention, but there is a quick cameo where the two of them are at a comedy club, and the MC for the night is Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> yeah. For those, yeah. Uh, as of yesterday of recording this, Gilbert Godfrey died, and it all kind of bummed us out. We love Gilbert. R.I.P. Do you think we're ever going to have anyone ever who sounds like Gilbert Godfrey no. alive again? Yeah. No, for sure. Yes? Yeah, only so many voices can But they're exist. only going to do a Gilbert Godfrey impression. Yeah, yeah. Think no, there it. won't ever be like an original. No. I don't know. He was one of a kind. So Joel's doing stand-up. Next night, he tries to do all original jokes, bombs, like, way hard. Yeah. Takes it really personally and is just, like, kind of brings out his insecure side. And that's when he admits to Midge that he has been cheating on her with his secretary. (gasps) And then immediately proceeds to leave. With her suitcase. With her suitcase. He packed her suitcase and left. Yeah. Like... Of everything. It's her suitcase, dude. Mm-hmm. It's not even his own. It's her suitcase. Yep. And they're like hoity-toity, so you know that's a good suitcase he took. Yeah. I know. But anyways, uh, he's out, and Midge, on a drunken bender, tries to go back to the Gaslight Theater to get her Pyrex back. You know. Yeah, she she brought a brisket to bribe Alex Borstein's character to get her husband on at an earlier time. That brisket actually is like a running gag. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and the Pyrex as well. It's specifically always in a Pyrex. You heard me talk about the brisket. You gotta have the brisket. Yeah. Of course you have to have the brisket. But while she's there, she goes on stage and she starts talking about her night and her husband and the horrible things she has to go through as a woman. The bathroom. And, and the bathroom and just try, starts making fun of people. And it and shows her Su- tits. Shows her tits. And Susie comes out and says, Wow, you actually are a really good comedian. Yep. I want you back at this theater. And then she later on becomes her manager. Yep. Nice. It's amazing. And if I have power. I'm sure I've said it before, but Susie is the best character, and I'll get to that later. Nice. But like you said, she ends the show with showing off her tits. The cops come in and take her to jail for being too lewd. Of course, it's the 50s. Yeah, um, George Carlin used to get arrested a lot oh, yeah. for the stand-up he did. And a lot of people don't ever really think about what like art performance was like in that time. But it was extremely restrictive mm-hmm. and unfair. And one person who could tell you that, too, is Lenny Bruce. Yes. Lenny Bruce is a frequent character in this show and is... To my knowledge, the only person that's really based off of an actual historical figure. But what's really sad about that is that this most recent season ended in 1960, and they it's the first time we actually see an example of Lenny, Dr- Lenny Bruce's drug habit. Yeah. And anyone who can pull up Wikipedia real quick will know that Lenny Bruce dies in 1966 of an overdose. Yep. I'm curious to see where the show takes at, but... That might be a little while. It'll be heartbreaking. It will. They have a really good bond. They do. They're the only two people that really get each other as comics. It's true. 
They're like opposites, but the same. So yeah, from there, uh, Midge starts off her comedy career. Joel tries his best to be a father away from Midge. They actually do have a pretty good relationship, despite being like they do divorced. <laughs> I don't know. Like their their whole thing is like they still love each other, like their husband and wife, and they still take care of the kids all the same. They actually do get uh, when they're in Vegas in season three. They go out for a night, can't wake up, and it's like they can't remember anything, and they're married again. Yeah, I actually think, so I have seen the third season. I think I remember that. Nice. Was it Vegas or was it Atlantic City? Oh, it was Vegas, baby. Okay. I think I've seen that season. At one point, there is, I, I do appreciate this, like, slight cameo. Um, Jane Jacobs, it's okay if you don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. She makes, like, way in the, like, far background. She She's a real-life figure who kind of, or, like revolutionized urban planning especially in the 50s and 60s she's in the mrs Maisel. yeah she's like a way back in like that's really fucking cool (laughs) yeah she she does make a guest appearance especially in a show about new york city which is like urban planners like they they just said fuck it to new york and they really fucked it over Mm. but yeah no she she makes a slight appearance as well I, i found that really cool that's cool also i forgot that jane lynch is also in this yeah as sophie lennon we see her character actor work as like this fat suit wearing. <coughs> it's so good. Yeah, and it's just like lewd and crude. And then you actually see her in her personal life. She's in a mansion. She's got like ten butlers around Tall, her at all times. Slender, time. glamorous. <laughs> she bougie. She, she invites Midge to lunch and then just eats a lemon with some sugar on it. Yep. For what? Yep, that's her lunch. Bruh. You gotta eat more than that. I think, like, a big part of the show, too, is also just, like, showing off how what women are expected of in that time period. Oh, like, between so Midge, mean. her mother, who's kind of, like, she's kind of, like, <coughs> lived through it and, like, become an expert on, like, how to meet up to the expectations. Doesn't she run away to France? She does. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, I guess shows, the show is entirely about like uh, female liberation in one way or another. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of alluded to in the first episode because there is a lot of like just French cinema or yeah. cinematic Rose. influence. Oh, the mother's name's Rose. Yeah, the mother's name's Rose. Hello. But Rose. Rose. TV Rose. Yeah, uh, TV Rose. TV Rose, <laughs> TV Rose uh, apparently spent all a lot of her uh, time in France as an undergrad. Okay. So, like, a lot of good years were spent in Paris. She moved back into the exact same apartment she lived in. And she, she got a little doggy. There, and she got a little dog. She was, like, Aww. literally living her best life. She wanted mm-hmm. to come back, though. <laughs> well, it's like, at first they wanted to stay in Paris. Yeah. But Aww. they wanted to move to, like, an apartment that looked like their old one, but in Paris. And then, okay. like, I think it cost more or something. What was it? I don't know. I don't even remember. That was all just rich people talk, and yeah, I tuned it yeah, out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, uh, Rose, real Rose, not TV Rose, real Rose. Rose. You Rose, <laughs> you were you pointed out that the man that plays the father Abe is He's... also Monk. Yeah, he. I've played... never seen Monk. Oh Tony my Shalhoub. god, Tony Shalhoub. Oh, and Spy Kids apparently. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, in... he's also in Men uh, in Black. Thirteen Ghosts. Really? Thirteen Ghosts, Men in Black. Is he one of the ghosts? He's the dad. Oh, he's, he's the, the dad, dad in that. Yeah. I need to watch Thirteen Ghosts again. I talk about it all the time, but Everybody I haven't seen it in a while. Everybody needs to rewatch 13 Ghosts again. Yeah. All it's like- not that Jewish, but you should watch it. Yeah, it's not super Jewish. <laughs> yeah, Monk is not super Jewish either. But Monk um, follows a OCD, like, uh, like 
over the top OCD cop. Mm-hmm. Not over the top. Like he's just actually over the top OCD him. cop. That's Monk. Yeah. And he's not just a cop. He's like a detective. He was a cop. He was like one of the best detectives in the department, but due to mental health issues, he got, he was like, uh, honorarily discharged and he's now like a, um, like a PI? Private eye, yeah. Private eye, yeah. That's cool. He's, he's like one of the best PIs as well. And he mm-hmm. has. You could never make that show now. No, no it could be, not. That would go over a little weird. It, a little bit. But yeah. like he, he did it for. I don't even know how many seasons, but he was Adrian Monk through and through. And I grew up watching Monk, actually. It was yeah. it was a comedy. It had some really nice, funny parts. Some, like, really tearful stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of my favorite aspects of it was when an actor or actress left, they always left on, like, the best. Like, this is literally... Oh, so they never, how... like, killed anyone off just to be no. a dick to them? That's no. nice. Like, each actor left on such good terms to the point where they could be a recurring like in the background character like hey did you like hear from sharona this week oh yeah sharona's back in town sharona's back in town like one of his assistants we missed sharona ever since season three yeah like in the first like three or four seasons his assistant adrian's assistant her name is sharona and um then he has a different assistant for the rest of the series but like the transition between the assistants is mm-hmm. amazing and how they I do like it, it when they don't acknowledge it they and then you just like like then you just make like one passing joke about it like in a, like a few episodes later mm-hmm. no it. you couldn't do it in the series like how the you series can. you can no you it's can. fun i've seen some other shows do it community it, does it really well yeah, no you can do it and when you do it like that it's the best but like the way Monk did it is so unique, though, mm-hmm. that, like, you had to do it for Monk. Yeah. Because Monk, like, just, yeah, it was mm-hmm. great. Another fun casting thing, and I didn't actually pick up on this until you, Jess, told me about <laughs> it. Uh, Alex Borstein is the voice of Lois Griffin and Family Guy. Yeah, I don't know how you don't know that. <laughs> well, but... now, well, now I can't separate the two because... <laughs> she sounds a, l- a little bit like her. It's so funny to me when, like, people who do other roles who are also voice actors get, like, really angry and, like, in her case, accidentally turn into Lois. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to ruin it for you, but it's, like, honestly, like, the voice acting anything, for Lois Griffin is it. really good. Like, yeah. yeah, it is really... Like, you can say whatever you want about Family Guy, but the voice acting is not bad. Yeah. But uh, Alex Borstein plays the best character, Susie, who becomes the manager of Midge, regularly deals with mobsters, I think yeah. at one point pulls a oh, arson scandal with her sister. Piece. Yep, they had to do it though. The most foul mouth but witty character, and and at a strict contrast to everything we've talked about, like you know, nineteen fifties women, what they should. Well, be. I was just gonna say, do you want to talk about specifically how she's such a stark contract to Midge? Yeah, yeah. Midge, who is just like super feminine in like her own style, whereas most of the people refer to Susie as him. <laughs> Yeah, Midge is very tall, slender, has a very Barbie-esque figure, always yeah. looks polished and done, even in her grungier state. She still looks very elegant. Susie doesn't care and Susie wears boxer underpants. I love comfort it. And, you know, sleeps on a Murphy bed. She doesn't <laughs> Hell yes. Susie is like my spirit animal. Yeah. She doesn't care to appease to feminine norms. And they don't really help her in her life anyways. No, <laughs> no they don't. 
Like, there would be I no reason it. for her to do well, it. Well, I think it's also, still like... still getting laid. still getting paid. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. Why would she change? Exactly. But it's also, like, a class thing, too, because Midge is, like... She comes yes, from wealth, class thing. and she can, like, afford to, like, you know, put on the special ointments that keep you young and all that. Whereas, like, Susie came from, I think it was, like, Staten Island or something. And this is, like, 1950s Staten Island, when it was a real dump. <laughs> and I think, like, it was, like, right on the, like, river or beach or something. Okay. She came from trash. It's it's pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know much about her character just yet. Well, what I can tell you about Staten Island, and Brody can confirm this for me, is that Pete Davidson is also from there. Yeah. Really? Pete Davidson considers himself the epitome of Staten Island. Yes. So just imagine a whole neighborhood off of New York. That's so all everyone. Pete that's all Pete Davidson's. Pete Davidson and Every man, Colin woman, and child. A fairy. That's true. I yeah, thought that was it funny. Yeah, it is true. It's good. It's really cool. That got derailed a little bit, but that's still exciting. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you think the show does to, um, or how do you think it portrays Jewish identity well? I mean, like I talked about the family and everything that they do is just all about yelling and the man being right, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't really what it is. Anyone who knows anything about Jewish husbands or at least knows a Jewish husband joke knows that they never get the point across. Uh, the Moish, the the Joel's father, is like the the egotistical what? blowhard. The Jew. Moish. Moish. His name is Moish. Oh, okay. Do you have a problem with his name being Moish? No. You never met a man named Moish? No, I have not. Well, you, now you know one. Now I know one. Yes. He's still not real. <laughs> I He's know real him. to me. Damn it. He's real to us, Jess. But just like big, egotistical, bombastic personality is just like his whole thing. And I love it. No, he's wonderful. <clears throat> you don't think you're going to enjoy the character as much as you do when you first get introduced to him. Yeah. Like a and lot same of these, with the mother too. I feel like a lot of these oh, shows you could really How good is it when they all as, go on that like retreat vacation with each other? To where? Where do the rich people go from New York? Oh, right. The, the fucking like the camp. Place. Yeah, the Hampton camp, the 1950s. They go to like Hamptons a summer camp, camp. for okay. like adults. Yeah. It's great. For adults? Yeah. Rich adults. Families, yeah. You know what? That sounds good. And Susie comes in too, and it's just like, they just let me in. Susie just walks around with a giant wrench. She's like, no, she, she's got like a plunger, and she's like, yeah, everyone yeah. just thinks I'm a plumber. Yeah, she just walks around <laughs> with a plunger. It's fucking great. And then she made so many friends. <laughs> she did, yeah. Because everyone loves Susie. If they didn't see Susie for one day and the entire camp like oh, had yeah. like a search party out for her. We it. need to find the plumber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, we, yeah, no. Oh my god. Everybody, little... the plumber has been found. They all just clamped. Yeah. <laughs> everyone missed her. And she was like, oh my god. Like she hated it, but she loved it at the same time. I remember there was another part where she's like in the in the bunk with all the other workers and all the young ladies are talking about how they're going to be actresses. And it's like, and I'm going to go to New York and land a gig. And it's like, I have a rich father, but I'm not going to use his name because that would be cheating. And she's just like, you're all fucking idiots. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Use your father's You're not going to make it. You're being dumb. You need to lose 10 pounds, whatever. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> your roots ain't fooling anyone, honey. Mm-hmm. So besides Mrs. Maisel, because I know we could go on and talk about it forever and ever. Oh, yeah. What other Jewish figures in TV and movies do you guys think have kind of shaped our lives a little bit? I want to go first because I'm Jewish. You should. Yeah, (laughs) it's you should. By far and away, like the single entertainment figurehead that has 
kind of voiced the identity for me because I didn't really have too much of that growing up in the South. Uh, Watching Mel Brooks movies kind of made me understand so much about being Jewish without even really like being super hand-fisted with it. Like, which ones in particular? I mean, like, immediately I'm just going to, like, Young Frankenstein, where everything is... Oh, yes. Fabluka! Young Frankenstein is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. And it still holds up wonderfully. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, Spaceballs. Yeah. Yes! Oh, my gosh. Where you gotta use use the shorts. shorts. (laughs) And I love Mel Brooks as, like, the yogurt. Yes. The Yoda parody, and it's like... the line that always sticks with me is, come back next time for Spaceballs 2, the quest for more money. Look, what gets me every time is Blazing Saddles. Oh my I God, love yes. that film. That one and History of the World Part 1. History of the World t- taught me a lot of like the Jew stuff, which is great. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Robin Hood's good. Robin Hood Men was good. With a very young Dave Chappelle, which is funny. Back when it was okay to like Dave Chappelle. But, I mean, like, if you need a good Passover movie... Put on the producers because the producers is all about entertainment, the entertainment industry, time to get up. And then what they do is they pick the one guy who could make such a big flop of a Broadway musical. They pick, (laughs) they find an actual Nazi who produces the musical Springtime for Hitler, (laughs) which is a very catchy tune. Didn't they remake that recently? The producers? Yeah, I think they did. They also, um, Something I think is hilarious and is another good example. Uh, in Curb Your Enthusiasm, there was a whole season all about uh, Larry David becoming one of the actors and the producers because Mel Brooks thought it would flop. So the whole like last episode is a scene-for-scene dialogue recreation of the producers where Mel Brooks plays the main character, and it all just turns into something very wonderful. God, I love Caribbean Enthusiasm. I quickly Googled, uh, apparently there was a remake in 2005. Yeah. So it's... Oh, 19- was that the one with David Schwimmer, or am I thinking of something else? Uh, let me Google, let me look, let me prove I might it. also be thinking of the Caribbean Enthusiasm episode. Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick, Uma Thurman. Ooh. From 2005. Nice. The original was in 1967, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Larry David is also a great Yeah, what a example. Jewish icon. Mm-hmm. Not even like, not really even like a Jewish role model. No, but or that's Or a Jewish good. hero. Just a Jewish icon. A Jewish person. man who hates himself publicly. Yeah. Just go to like, just it, let's play Point Out the Jew. And everyone's yep. just like, finds Larry David. It's like, that one. That guy right there. <laughs> no mistaking it. Yeah, looking inside his sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this? What is yeah, this? what is this? Who put this? Who put, put hand sanitizer on? Who puts turkey and salami on a sandwich? Who does that? Exactly. Who else? Who else? I don't know. I, I want to give y'all a turn. Oof. Seth Rogen. Damn it, Chess. That was what I was going to say. No. So I really think that Seth, Seth Rogen, and specifically more so people my age, I think... Oh, yeah. Specifically people my age, like, kind of shaped our sense of humor. Seth Rogen? This generation. If nothing like, else, Seth Rogen el- el- looks really Elder Jewish. to mid-old millennials. Mm-hmm. The elder millennials. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, he definitely did. He, like, defined a, a comedy era mm-hmm. with the help of Judd Apatow, who's also Jewish. Yeah. But I'd much prefer to 
I don't think he's done anything good recently. Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. He had the he had a Netflix movie that was interesting. The Bubble. I didn't see it. Me neither. No. <laughs> I mean, it has good people on it. I just you know the time. Yeah, Seth Seth Rogen's amazing. Uh, I still watch Knocked Up at least once or twice a year. I think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think that was I his want, first big one. The I Freaks want, and Geeks. I want that shirt he has. I always think about this when he was in the movie Funny People with Adam Sandler. Hmm. I love funny he, people. It's a, it's a, it's a good one. One it's of the really better good. Jet Apatows, I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's like the Superman symbol, but like a Star of David, so he's super Jew. Oh, we <laughs> need want, to get that for you. I want we'll that find, super Jew t-shirt. We'll find it. Please um, do. And speaking of super, super bad. Super bad? Super yeah, Jew. The, super bad, super Jew. Super bad, the movie. Oh, yeah, that was written by Seth Rogen. Yeah. He wrote that. Jonah yeah. Hill's in it, too. He's Jewish. Is he really? Yep. I know that. Hill's not his last How did name. I not assume that? I don't know. Look at his hair. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I That's don't another know thing, too. I know, like, it's, an, it's a podcast. It's an audio format. No one can really see me. But everyone, anytime I go out, always says, hey, you look exactly like... And then they add a Jewish person. Nine times out of ten, it's Seth Rogen. It's usually Seth Rogen, yeah. yeah. It's Seth Rogen. Lately, I've been getting Benny Blanc. Really? Yeah. Are you upset about that? Not really, because like he's fucking awesome. Brody, if you could have that shirt, what color would you want it in? I mean, like classic Superman blue. Are you on Amazon? No. No. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Thank you, but. I'm on Redbubble. Okay. <laughs> as long as it's not Amazon. Continue. <laughs> medium, small. What's your your size? What I am very medium? large. Large. But yeah, no. I, Betty Blanc is someone who's like, they're so ugly, they're kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I don't think... I don't. It's a very unique face. Yeah, I don't think that people have to be like proportionally like... Symmetrical. Symmetrical to be attractive. Straight Attra- hair. Attraction has nothing to do with that kind of stuff. Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, it does, but it doesn't. It's more like you see it when you see it. Vibes. Mm-hmm. I hate that I just said that, but it's the truth. The Jew vibes. <laughs> You're picking up what I'm putting down. It's all about the Jew, Jew vibes. vibes. Jew vibes. All right. Who else do we like that's also Jewish? Uh, something I found out that I think is kind of amazing is that Ben Schwartz is 99.9% Ashkenazi Jew. Really? Like, I'm not surprised. I mean, he's definitely Jewish, but like 99.9%. Like, I don't. I can't imagine anyone really being 99.9%. Dan Avedan's also an Ashkenazi Jew. Oh, yeah. He's, I didn't say that right, but I, I, I tried. I, I forgive you. Everyone should forgive me. <laughs> but yeah, Dan's funny and often talks about that. He even has, like, his dad. Yeah. Like, I. that's, like, my favorite, like, Game Grumps running quote. The impressions he does of his dad. Yeah. Yeah, they're wonderful. Well, I mean, like, it's all because, like, he knows he's from, like, Israel, isn't he? Yes. So he knows Hebrew as his native language, which... Mm-hmm does not translate well to english no and so it's a lot of like he'll talk about how as a dad just has to take a moment in between sentences be like <laughs> okay i've got one but she's not like super famous okay uh ruth ginsburg ruth Bader ginsburg yeah Yay. she was uh, the first jewish woman and second woman to serve in the supreme court mm-hmm so, Everyone loves Ruth Gator. 
her. Her. She was wonderful. RGB. R.I.P. Yep. On the basis of sex, wasn't that bad of a movie either. Either it was about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I should though. I watched it on an airplane. It's not like. <laughs> it's not like I was like seeking it out. It yeah. just was the best option at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good one for us. I think like Rose in particular. You're the sci-fi gal. J.J. Uh, oh, Abrams. J.J. Yes, Abrams. I, I like J.J. He has a really funny career. Mm-hmm. Because not only did he direct the Star Trek yeah. trilogy, he also directed some of the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Which He's fam- gotten all the stars. He like Famously, both fandoms have such like major conflicts. So when you actually look at who like what he worked on it's just funny to me that he Mm. was able to bring back like bring his vision into star trek and keep that separate from star wars he also did lost which i did lost i didn't get on the boat for but like there was a solid point where everyone was watching yeah i watched i never watched no i watched two episodes of lost Mm -hmm. it was a pilot in the second episode I could not get into it. I'm sure I would like it now because I can just like binge watch it. You know, it's but not I really a binge like, worthy film. I, I just couldn't really imagine like people who wait every week to watch Lost. Whereas that's just, part of why it was exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's part of it. Lost its touch. <laughs> she said it, or they said it. Sorry. <laughs> Um, no, Super he, 8 is also probably Super 8. Super 8's ar- good. arguably one of his better ones. Yeah. Cloverfield did, really did Cloverfield? Oh, Cloverfield? Cloverfield? Uh, oh, he did Cloverfield Lane. Okay, that yeah. changes oh, things. Oh, I love Cloverfield Lane. Cloverfield Lane is great. Oh, I love John Goodman. Low-key Clover- no, 13 Cloverfield Lane. Really? Cloverfield and yeah. Cloverfield Lane. I like Cloverfield too, like don't get me wrong, but yeah. Cloverfield Lane is like... Cloverfield Lane is low-key one of my favorite horror films. It's really good. And it's smart. It's smart. It's well done. Wait, it's is well that the done. One? Is and that they the one saved with the all of the tacky shit for the end, and it works. Yeah. It was beautiful. Wait, 13 Cloverfield Lane was the one with the doomsday bunker. You want, and you want to know what? The I'm going to do a quick Train one. was Super 8. So, okay, Super 8 was the train. Yeah, that Cloverfield huge Lane like train, the... train wreck sequence. Yeah. That was cool. Okay. So, so I I'm going to really it. quickly do a one-two of uh, best horror movie endings of all time Mm -hmm. and first we definitely have to go with the remake of the mist so this is a big spoiler if you haven't seen it but fuck you you're gonna actually love it it's like a town of people trapped in a supermarket with a mysterious mist where you go outside you get killed oh yeah and then there's the funny tentacle things yeah yeah it's um it's it's a much better it's a much better movie in black and white i think the director's cuts in black and white and it kind of makes the terrible cgi because it's not a huge budget movie look better but they, um, the end, it's like, oh, the dad and, like, a, like, some other woman and their kids are escaping, and I think they run out of gas or something, and monsters are attacking them, so a guy take the dad takes his gun and shoots everybody and tries to shoot himself, and there isn't a bullet, and, like, a few minutes later, uh, military show up and save everybody. <gasps> what? That's it? That's the ending. That's it? So he committed no, a lot of other shit. No happens. major conclusion, just the military comes and yep, saves yeah, the day. I feel like that's, that's it. The end of a lot of major like monster horror films, though. Like, no, the, they never go that bleak. They they don't though, because that's like at least that's the one a, I've such seen. a different kind of anguish than death. Mm. I mean, that's the one I've seen. Like the one the some of the monster films that I've seen. Oh, and then Ted like, Cloverfield Lane. What a great fucking ending. Yeah, that's a quick one too for you guys. I I think I heard like it may have been just like the red letter media guys saying like they wish 
it ended right as the spaceship showed up instead of having the whole like fight sequence with the alien i mean it's kind of it's a fight sequence like, it's just driving your car through them yeah <laughs> i don't hate it but like instead of having that whole like end thing just have the conclusion of finally i made it out of the bunker and then a fucking spaceship shows up and she's like come on and then credits that would be funny. I don't know. I, but have I talked to you about how I think in The Witch it should have ended as soon as uh, Black Phillip spoke? That would have been, like, really impactful, yeah. Yeah, because that, that's, like, I don't get, like, chills a lot in a movie, but that, like, if you're seriously invested in watching that for the first mm-hmm. time and when you actually hear Black Phillip speak, it's the first... Oh, it's com- a spooky ghost. It's the first, well, it's the first confirmation that, like, this is all real. Yeah. This isn't just a family getting driven mad by each other out in the wilderness. No, nah, there's exiled. a straight up goat fucking shit up. There's witches and demons and the devil. And goats. And goats. Wait, where? You actually might like this movie. Yeah. You don't where, do where historical the witches, horror. Where do the witches It's fit in? about like old pilgrim America. Yeah. Okay. And it's extremely historically accurate. Because uh-huh. I've, I've never seen the film, so I'm just like, hold on a minute. You Robert Eggers. Like it. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. Uh, the Northman's coming out soon. <gasps> I'm excited for the Northmen. Mm-hmm. Look, I cannot wait. I actually really want to see that. You want me to just run through a couple more uh, Jewish Honor, filmmakers? Mention filmmakers. Mentions. Yeah, Charlie Kaufman. Oh, you okay. That's what honorable mention. But let's continue. Uh, <laughs> come on, Eternal Sunshine. I know. If nothing else, Eternal Sunshine. I know. Uh, Sam Raimi. Oh, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. Yep. I mean, really, like Spider-Man, Evil Dead. Man, Evil Dead. Drag Me to Hell gets, like, um... The man knows how to have fun credit. with his movies. Drag Me to Hell never gets enough credit for how good it is. Mm-hmm. And Adam Sandler. This, oh, say what yeah. you will about Adam Sandler. That guy's got he's money. Fun. <laughs> he's funny. No, he is funny. He's funny. I don't hate Murder Mystery. No. No? I don't hate it. I don't even hate him in Funny People, even though it's all about a joke on him. I fucking hate Jack and Jill. Well, yeah, I, you're, Holy shit. you're human. I can't even, like, sit through it. I tried to. I got, like, so stoned and tried to watch it, and even in that state of mind, what I was What a waste of like, weed. Yeah, that's true. It's 100% true. All right. Oh, I like oh, Click, actually. I actually liked Bedtime Stories. That one was fun. Hmm. I've never seen it. It's adorable. You can't hate 50 first, day, first dates either. No. Never seen that. A lot of people can just be like, oh, you just wanted to go to Hawaii. But it's like, yeah, but it's cute. Yeah, yeah, I would shoot in Hawaii too. Yeah, with all of your friends. Come on. Oh, the water boy. Oh, yeah. That well, I mean, yeah. Fun. Happy Gilmore, water boy, Billy Madison, Mr. Deeds. Mm-hmm. They're all classics at this point. Any real Jewish movies you like, though? A Serious Man. That one's very Jewish. It's extremely Jewish. It's not even Jewish. It's like specifically Orthodox Rabbi Jewish. Exactly. Yeah. A Serious Man's a wonderful movie. I was actually gonna, like gets into the philosophy. Yeah, of I was gonna rewatch it, but I just didn't have the time. And I've seen it a few times. I've seen every Cohen Brother movie. If we Fiddler, all have that face. Yeah. Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. It's yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, Inglorious Bastards comes to mind as well. Mm-hmm. I w- it's not like my favorite thing to represent it, other than the fact that it's a dream team of Jews Jewish, who kill Nazis. Jews who kill Nazis and like Jewish actors. Are your eyes, your eyes are just like the more I'm saying it, the more I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I'm just thinking about Eli Roth, how he just like comes out of the tunnel and the just, bear like, Jew and just fucking bashes There's that an Nazi. Honorable mention: the boy in the striped pajamas. 
You know, that's a very important movie for people to watch. It yeah. is. Oh my gosh, it's so mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Prince of Egypt, naturally. <laughs> I w- I w- what if we just like, I just like the idea, like, what if we just like, the rest of the episode was like a 30 minute moment of silence after the boy in the striped pajamas. There was just like this moment of silence for that. Just film. the rest of it, silence. So what are we drinking today? Oh shit, we forgot to talk about drinks. <laughs> uh, I'm actually making something Jess made me. Jess, what am I drinking? You're drinking lemon vodka with soda water and lemon juice. Isn't it great? It is amazing. It's very lemony. Yes. yes. Lemony Snicket. Oh <laughs> fuck. Good job, Brody. Yeah. Um, that's a private conversation you will not get to know about. But just enjoy Lemony Snicket. Yeah, just enjoy them in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, had a vodka lemonade earlier. Now I am having a beer. I've, this is my second lemonade vodka. Nice. We've had some fun here, right? Yeah. Learning about Jews. Well, Drinking also, vodkas. Chatting. Well, now, well, after we learn, it's time for a quiz. Oh. Woo. Yeah. Hit me with a birdie. I got ten Yiddish words. Okay. And... Whoever can tell me the real meaning of them wins a point. I went for very obscure insults, but I think some of you will actually get these. It's Yiddish. Everything's an insult. I love it. I'm ready. Let's do it. Word number one. What is a schmuck? A loser. Yeah. Loser? You can't agree with me. You have to just say. I mean, it is. I mean, it's an idiot. A loser. They're actually... You're closer to that one. Yeah, see? Use your own words. Don't, don't just call uh, me. Schmuck, I feel like everyone just kind of uses as an insult term for loser, idiot, whatever. It's specifically a man, though. Yeah, every, <laughs> you call a man a schmuck. Yeah, you don't call women <laughs> schmucks. No. But a schmuck really means a self-made fool. Someone whose buffoonery is something that they brought upon themselves. Good job, Rose. What do you call someone who's non-binary, then? Do you still call them a schmuck? Anyone can be a schmuck. Okay. If you really believe you can be a schmuck. <laughs> if you if you decide you're a schmuck. If you if you stride towards it and you work hard, you too can be a schmuck. <laughs> Dinner for schmucks. Also a good movie. Uh, yeah. No wait, that's a movie. It's a movie. I did not know that. It's multiple. It's multiple movies. What? I thought it was just the one. It was a remake, I believe. Really? I think so. Yeah. Mind blown. Oh, just could be wrong. <laughs> Anyways, what is a mensch. Like a real gem. Oh, what? Mensch. M-E-N-T-S-H. Like, that's like how I would be like, oh, you're a real gem. I'll give you I'll give you a hint if you want. There was an Eric Andre bent where he popped his head out of a bench and said, I'm the bench mensch, and helped a woman move. He's like a gremlin then? <laughs> like a spirit? <laughs> you, can, you say that he's coming out of the bench. I'm the bench mensch. He's a Benchman, so what is it, really? Uh, Mench is a good person. Oh, okay. Uh, you were right by saying someone's a gem. It, it's like it's like a slang kind of used the same way a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is a schmata? Smartass? Damn, that's a good guess. Schmata. I know for a fact I've used that word around you guys before. Yes, we, we oh, probably could know mean so many things. <laughs> no, like... You want to just say it? Yeah. A schmata refers to an old rag or very poor raggy clothes. What? Well, I know you're not talking about me. Nah. 
No, I wear like tattered up. Actually, I'm wearing my tattered up sweatpants right now, so you're probably referring to me. Yeah, if you're just coming out here with like old ass pajamas, holes in them, and like streak marks, that's a schmata right there. Okay. Uh, funny enough, uh, the first time I heard this was my grandmother would always call my aunt a schmata head. <laughs> she was the only one born with blonde hair in our family. A rag head? Schmata head, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's actually smart. You want to insult someone's hair? Call them a schmata head. I will not, but I can they think it. They probably won't get it. They, yeah, they'll be more confused than insulted. They'll take it worse than what it really is, actually. Yeah. What'd you call me? Schmata? Yep. I don't know what that They're just going to think you're saying shit. Yeah. Anyways, what is a schnorrer? Do you like that there's a lot of schmuzz and schnuzz? A what? Schnorrer. S-C-H-N-O-R-R-E-R. Schnorrer. Somebody makes a lot of noise. Somebody who complains a lot. Do you snore? Does a schnorrer snore? Yeah. Not anymore. Oh. A schnorrer is one who is known to beg or mooch off their friends. (laughs) Or, Martin Short gave a really good uh, definition of it. It is one who picks the cashews out of the mixed nuts. Oh. Yes. It's like none of these. Fuck are those nuts. people. Just the cashews. It's about me. having it all together in one bite. That's yeah. the point. That's it. Yes, that's the point. That's why else would you mix nuts? Yeah. You just get the ones without cashews. No, no, no. Everybody likes the cashews, so he's so you picking only out, take the cashews. He's picking out the cashews. You snore. But like too many cashews at one time, at least to me, is unappealing. You need other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really put an almond in there every now yeah. and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah switch right. it up a little bit. All right. The next one. Stickdrick. <laughs> what? Stickdrick. I can't drive stick shift. <laughs> I can. This one, you're probably not going to get it. I just like that it literally, from Yiddish to English, translates to shithead. Oh, I love that. Oh, I was... so, shithead sounds better, though. <laughs> so literal, stickdrick, shithead. Easy peasy. Ah, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Mm-hmm. This one, you can probably can get, get really easy. What is schmutz? Oh, God. See, I hear it all the time that I don't... A pussy. A coward. Think Fran Dresser, how she always talks about the kids and schmutz. Oh, they're rambunctious and loud. Schmutz? Yes. No. No? Very wrong. What? Dirty. Yeah! Oh, okay. You got it right. That's all the nanny would complain about, probably. Have you seen her clothes? She dressed immaculately. Mm-hmm. Uh, schmutz is generally just like any sort of smudge, dirty spot, or any undescript mess. Huh. So the kids would be like, now nah, come here, you're covered in schmutz. <laughs> well, you're rolling around with a dog again? You got schmutz all over you. <laughs> this is a good one. A schmentrick. A schmendrick? Schmendrick. Like Kendrick, but schma. What is a schmendrick? I don't know, but all I can think about now is like, this all sounds so fake. Have you seen the <laughs> Rick and Morty interdimensional Are you cable? accusing me of fraudulently Inter- creating a language called Yiddish? Not necessarily. I'm sorry you're taking it that way, but <laughs> have you seen the Rick and Morty episode where it's interdimensional Shmana, cable? Shmana, yeah. Shmangela. Shmangela. Well, that got old quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what this sounds like to me at this point. Oh, goodness. Schmendrick. Yeah, Schmendrick. 
Schmendrick is one of my new favorite insults. A Schmendrick is a weak man with a big ego. Nice. That describes so many people, you know. Right? So many people. Went right to, right there. Right, cut right through. Gotta roll. Yep. Bubkiss. (laughs) Nothing. A dunce. (laughs) Uh, Rose was right. Bubkiss means little to nothing. Or like, everyone's heard that. You get Bubkiss. Yep. And what is a schmooze? Somebody kisses ass. There's more to it than that. I found a lot of different things about it. Schmooze. schmooze Manipulating somebody to get what you want. Yeah, I mean, somebody who only, like, to me, it comes to mind, like, politically. Like, you, you, to, like, gain higher political standing. You're not wrong, but you're not specific. Yeah, I'm not specific. Yeah, a schmooze is one skilled in conversation and modernly is known as someone who can be quite flirtatious. Huh. I said manipulating to get what you want. Yeah, which is probably closer. Like, the thing I always say is, in my serving years, uh, the best thing, the thing that has probably put me through college is my ability to schmooze old ladies at a table. That's it's so fun. At. Yeah, they're definitely. No. Oh my god! Historically, not at all. Old ladies? For me, they no. love me. They'll pay me. Oh, you know, yeah. my demo is like married men. Ooh, another good mm. one. Rings are coming off tonight when Jess is in town. No, <laughs> that's not true. But I just, I'm, I'm just saying they tip the married men tip the best. Parents always loved me. They always adored me. So Look. they... Old Jewish ladies, they think I'm delicious. We've all got we've all got our demographics, you know. <laughs> yeah. And last one I have, Mishpoka. Right. Mish- you misspoke. Mishpoka. <laughs> I, I said know. it correct. I don't know. Mishpoka is the whole family, mm-hmm. including your friends. All right, I like that. Yeah. I really do. It's, it's it has a lot terrible. of like found family elements. Like, there's the family you have, and then there's the family you make, and that's all the mishpoka. Aww. You ended it on that question on purpose. I know. I'm, I, that's adorable. I can't resist being adorable. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Shabbat shalom. If you have any more funny uh, Yiddish insults or phrases, or if you're Jewish, contact us. <laughs> Seriously, anything. Yeah, really. You can write to us at oneframeoff at gmail.com. That's what? Oneframeoff at gmail.com. I'm just keeping them on their toes. <laughs> We're also on social. You can contact us through there or, I don't know, send leave a, a comment. Leave a comment. You can resurrect a golem and tell him to give us a letter. That's one thing letter? you can do, but probably easier to just write us at oneframeoff at gmail.com. I'm going to say like. send an owl. Ooh, oh, yeah. An you owl. Can send an owl. You can give us a like. Like and subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. Oh, that's who you are now. (laughs) I'm one of them. You're one of them. We are one one of them. One of them. I refuse. Google, gobble, Google. No, 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 no. Uh, According to Jess, we are not one of them. I mean, like, maybe you want to be one of them. Maybe you want a little (laughs) bit of them. Yeah, like. Like, honestly, tell me, someone you hate, can you at least think of one envious thing you are for someone you hate? Like someone who hates me? Or in general. You hate them. I don't hate hate anybody, really. No? What about me? 
I don't no. hate anyone. Hmm. It's hate- like such a waste a of energy. Really have you ever had a, ne- had a nemesis? No. Like, maybe when I was younger, but it's not like real stuff. Uh, half that shit you create in your head. Yeah. I've That's only really not. said I could... Don't waste your energy on that I've only shit. ever really hated one person. And that was after they threatened to kill me. <laughs> Well, That'll do it. Different. Well, now I hope they die too. Yeah. <laughs> we we kind of dying the unjust. I hate them. Yeah, but they can do it first. <laughs> yeah, they, mm-hmm. they probably could. Yeah, they can do it first. Yeah. That was another Jewish insult I, I, I saw. I forget the Yiddish translation, but it literally means I wish you, I wish I live long enough to bury you. <laughs> I, love I want that. that on my headstone. Oh. That's so ironic, though. That doesn't mean that anything. Really would be. I want like a like a live, laugh, love crochet. No. <laughs> Are you gonna get live, laugh, love on your grave? No, I'm. G- that's the opposite of what I'm doing on my grave. I just want Rose Oliver Nightingale. Here they lie. I'm just gonna Deal put water my, water, my <laughs> water my plants. Water my plants. It works on so many different levels. <laughs> Actually, it does. Yeah. I can get behind that. All right. Good night, folks. Good night.